This is episode 439 for October 2016, and that is a cover of the original 60s Spider-Man song by a guy by the name of Douglas Mitchell. And if you'd like to hear the full song, I put a link to his YouTube page in our message board. Uh, Just look for this episode title on our message boards at the top. You can also write a review of this show, also on iTunes, too. We'd like some of those. Uh, before we get to our episode, I want to ask for your support. Log on to our front page at SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal. And you can help us pay the expensive bandwidth costs it takes to host 430-plus episodes up on our server. Uh, so far this month, we've had one donation from Daryl. So, Daryl, I want to give you a shout-out, and thank you for chipping in a couple bucks. All right, gang. Now we've got all that out of the way, let's get on with our episode. Hey, Crawlspacers, welcome to our news show. We're going to start talking movie news, and we've got a lot of set pictures, Mike. Take me through this. Okay. Yeah. Um, as some of you who've been following the uh, the filming of, of Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, you know that they've just finished principal photography uh, in Atlanta. But since Spider-Man's supposed to be a New York character... We, they've got to film, you know, all part of film also in New York City. So, um, and of course, since as a result of that, of course, there's still some on-photo set pics that have been taken. One of which shows, um, among other things, Spider-Man hanging from a helicopter holding uh, someone who may look like Mary Jane. Because she's got the red hair going on, looking like she's wearing some kind of a, looks like maybe some kind of a dance dress or whatever it is. So, so possibly a stunt. It's probably woman. a stunt double. That's a Mary Jane stunt yeah. double. Um, and they, yeah. and she's also holding like a, an iPhone cell phone, cell phone thing, taking yeah. a selfie of the of the two of them. So obviously this is some maybe this is some scene for of of, of Spidey coming into the rescue, maybe swinging her around. If Spider Man picked you up, would you have time to reach your, for your cell phone and get a selfie? Well, the site the may, maybe well the maybe site t- you linked to, Brad, actually made an yeah. interesting comment that maybe because what with selling maybe selling pictures of the bugle aren't uh, as lucrative anymore. Spider-Man's like, hey, take a selfie with Spider-Man, and then posts it on his, uh, you know, makes that's how he makes his little money business. But I'm thinking, you know, that could be ton of cheap. We've also got some him changing in a back alley. Yes, because they're kind of. It looks like the costume may have shrunk. Like you know, one of those old. Oh, it w- went into the wash, and the Scott right. in the suit shrunk. Because there's another scene where he's walking around in Hello Kitty pajamas and wearing a T-shirt that says, "I survived New York City." Uh, yeah. So they're thinking that maybe those two scenes are linked. Um, there's another shot we're showing Tony Stark's uh, car showing up um, because, after all, we know that Tony Stark is, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be reprised. What was I? I saw something today that there might be another Stark. Um a conference or something like that? Yeah, like there's we had another, Stark, another Stark Expo. Stark Expo, that's right. New York City, yeah. That there's yeah. maybe that said that, that they're good. That's good could be the, how they're going to link, link these two things together. Um, and what was another? There was another, um, there was another possible set photo, I think. 
I'm trying to remember what it was. He's on the cell phone on on a. a like a what do they call those in yeah, the he's New sitting, York City? He's sitting on a, on a he's sitting on a, like a, a fire escape yeah. thing, and he's fire escape. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a couple of things where he's showing him on a fire sitting on a fire escape, mask partly pulled up, talking on a cell phone. So yeah, so yeah, so mainly it's just they're show, they're they're shooting in New York City right now, so they can get some of the more because partly the reason why they shot in Atlanta in Atlanta, Georgia was because it saves uh, you don't have to pay as much in taxes when you're actually, when you're doing filming. Down th- right. when you're doing filming down there, but since we got it, they have to get some on location shots for New York City because you know they you know so they so they're it's it's mostly so you don't have to have a character in the movie say gee Georgia sure does look like or uh, New, New York, York sure does York look, York look like Georgia exactly yeah <laughs> are those zombies over there I think they're filming Walking Dead yeah <laughs> that would be made, funny <laughs> they have made the state of Georgia has to have made a ton of money no doubt no doubt Walking Dead and uh, the Disney Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any thoughts on these pictures, anyone? You've seen a few of them? I don't I, think it's Mary Jane. You don't think it's Mary Jane no, dangling? No, I well, don't. There's I, a couple, there's a, because there's another shot of somebody that kind of also redheaded wearing different clothes, too. So, unless that was supposed to be um, like they're testing, like doing another stunt. But, yeah. yeah I, I, believe wanted, when it, I believe it's Mary Jane when I see the movie and they say it. Until then, I, I just I'm not going to believe it. One thing I noticed uh, in the Nerdist coverage uh, mm-hmm. that we looked at, and I sat through that entire no- annoying video. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> she wasn't all. She was going for her audience. Uh huh. Right. And um, <laughs> and a backhanded comment there by Douglas. Uh, but, but one thing I noticed was <laughs> that they backed off the whole Zendaya's Mary Jane thing. Yeah, they kind of. Did you of, notice well, that? Yeah, they did a little yeah. bit they're, because they're still kind of because it's still kind of iffy though. I mean, because because nobody they, they oh. pointed out the fact that they were like, "Is this Mary Jane here in the picture with the red hair?" There, are, yeah, we yeah. we've heard about Zendaya. Zendaya, she's playing a character named Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Yeah. So there, there hasn't been any Zendaya news. There since. hasn't been. Has there? That's, be- that's, no, that's no. because it was probably a Latino review bullshit. Like just like you know. Uh, well, you was- can't blame this on on Latino review. You have to blame it on a former Latino review writer and the what was it? The The Verge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the rap. Pardon me. The no, rap. that's yeah, the rap. Yeah, that's it. No, that's so, so a, a former <laughs> Latino review hack hacking away again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to say hack. I'm just going to say someone who's wrong. <laughs> Asa Butterfield oh. confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's, you know what? But what's the definition I, of a hack, there, Mister Perry? Another Spider-Man uh, Homecoming bit of news I saw: um, Stan Lee, who's 93, re- re- uh, reportedly just has filmed four cameos in one day in Atlanta. Wow. That's because and, he was in Atlanta, and he might have died a heat stroke if he did anything more. Don't say that. I'm not uh, kidding. Um, he filmed allegedly Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Homecoming, uh, Spider Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. And uh, did you also hear? Did you hear about Daniel? That's kind of what? Did you hear about Daniel Radcliffe? Uh, yes, he, he he and every other male in Hollywood wanted to play Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I wanted to play Spider Man. Well, Daniel Radcliffe kind of. Can you see Red? Can you see Harry well, Potter as? Parker, Potter practically Peter Parker essentially, if you think about it, because there's some He's Peter Parker with magic. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's True. Some, uh, yeah, yeah. 
He's more like Batman. I mean, his parents were murdered in front of him. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> parents were murdered. He's, he's more like magical Batman. Yeah. <laughs> magical Batman. Swear to me, Voldemort. Swear to me. Watermelon man. Expecto Patronum. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. JR, do you think uh, Zendaya's dangling from the, the cord? That wasn't Zendaya. Do oh, you think that's yeah. that was a selfie? JR is waiting until the movie comes out. I can tell. Pretty well, yeah. 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 I mean, remember, what's the point of talking about, you know, there's no point. Yeah, remember, remember when we were uh, making fun of those set photos in uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man movie where the guy's crotch had the cod piece and all that? Yeah, I remember that. That was so. funny. But that was an epic photo. <laughs> uh, more homecoming uh, news, Zach. Uh, we're going back to the 90s well for an obscure character, allegedly. Yes, Nightwatch, a.k.a. Marvel's version of Spawn, but not really. <laughs> yes, yeah. What, ten issues? Uh, yeah. Terry Kavanaugh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, good old Terry Kavanaugh yeah. was tasked oh, with creating the Spawn knockoff to try to capitalize <laughs> on Spawn. Have I, have I mentioned Spawn enough yet? Because that's exactly what this character was. He yeah. appeared well, in a lot was, of... It, but it was Spawn with time travel. Yeah, Spawn, yeah, Spawn with time travel. <laughs> Yeah, a, a Jamaican, a Jamaican thought, version of Spawn too. I bought all these issues and I don't rem- and I read them and I don't remember them. Uh, oh, I remember him. Well, I do, I but no, him. it was I such a blatant what... ripoff. Oh it God, was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, what, visually. Yeah, but do you, did you read his solo series? Christ, why would I? I <laughs> and that's coming from somebody who bought Image back in the day, Brad. This is 92, yeah, man. Everybody was buying everything. I only actually read one image of Nightwatch, actually. One image of Nightwatch? You read one image? No, what, what, Jace, it's done done there, right? Off the street. (laughs) (laughs) One image of Nightwatch, see, the nice little split of the tongue. Does anyone have an origin of Nightwatch? Give me, Zach, can you get an origin? Oh, man, I'm having a pull with that. So Uh, Todd McFarlane uh, made a character. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel was like, gee, people sure do like this spawn. Maybe we ought to okay. rip that uh, off visually as close as we can without being sued. Hold on, hold All on. Right. Let's go to our Wikipedia. Do you uh, want to read it or should I? Uh, you can read it, but I can also get, kind of give a, a timeline of when the character came out in Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, he came out- Night, Night, here, I'll read it real quick. Nightwatch was Dr. Kevin Trench, who witnessed a costume man die battling several terrorist arms with invisibility-generating cloaking devices and unmasked the corpse to learn that it was an older version of himself. His first appearance was in Web of Spider-Man 99. As he freaked out, Trench stripped the costume from his body and fled to a deserted wow. island, <laughs> reasoning that if he j- just never wore the suit or just went home, he wouldn't die. Events conspired to bring him back as the criminal Alfredo stole one of his uh, costume gloves after washing up on the island and being nursed back to health by Mr. Trench. Arr. After Alfredo had been dealt with... You, you failed that one. It's not the same as when I do it. Sorry, Brad. I, that's, that's what she said. Uh, after Alfredo... That's a double insult on me. <laughs> after Alfredo... I'm craving pasta. Uh, had been dealt with, Trench decided he couldn't avoid his destiny and decided to investigate his costume's origin. In the interim, he battled menaces, menaces like the Maximum Carnage Gang. Oh, he yeah. has ties to the yeah, Carnage. Carnage. Same, same time period. See, he graduated into his own book, because everybody did in 92. Yes. Nightwatch encountered similar cloaked villains and was shocked with their technology merged with his uh, enhanced, which enhanced his costume in between battling menaces like Flashpoint. No one remembers that one. Cardiac. 
Oh, he fought Kodiak, yeah. and he fought Venom. Well, everybody did in 92. Yeah. Uh, Nightwatch discovered that an old girlfriend was working for the Shady Morel Pharmaceuticals on a nanotech project. We're spending way too much time on this character than the character deserves. Way too much time. Man, he has a big, long Wikipedia page. Basically, the any- long story short, he di- he dies and goes back in time to his younger self. So he's he's been stuck in a time so it goes full per- It goes full circle? Yeah, he's stuck in a time... He's basically stuck in a time loop. Because He's like that Next Generation episode. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. It's basically, yeah. it's basically like... It's basically like, hey, let's take the most Doctor Who concept involved and attach it to Spawn, and that's what we got. Yeah, the uh, he actually appeared in uh, during the Clone Saga, the very last Ben Riley issue of Unlimited, randomly as one of the members of the great uh, players of the great game, which was Mortal Kombat for <laughs> comics. I, I want to point out something real quick here, Brad. Um, yeah, Bleeding Cool kind of bites on a lot of stuff, and uh, I, I, I remember one time they they were trying to say could Craven possibly be coming to the movie because. Uh, uh, and this was this was not on 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 like the the new stuff. This was like y- several years ago, and and they were like because a Sony employee was buying a shitload of Craven stuff at a comic book store. <laughs> well, you remember that with Amazing Spider-Man one, that one character in the minus one issue yeah. that was at Doctor Proto Goblin. Proto Goblin. That never that, that, that never went never anywhere. So, so take this that one with, with a Texas size grain of salt. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Sorry. That is a big size. <laughs> you know what it'll probably be? It'll probably be like they'll they'll have like an Easter egg of a guy, of a character in the movie named um, whatever Nightwatch's real name is, but he won't amount to a thing. It would just be some dude, Dr. Kevin Trench. Kevin Trench, yeah, it'll be some guy named Kevin Trench in the film who will just have like a maybe, one scene cameo. Maybe Dr. Kevin Trench works it'll be it'll be one scene. Somebody will say, "You know, Dr. Kevin Trench," and then the guy will wave, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> have you met Dr. Kevin Trench? And I spent nine dollars on this Nightwatch comic, and, and, and the dude's like eating a hoagie or something. You know, like, <laughs> maybe Stanley plays Dr. Kevin Trench. No, Kevin, there, Dr. Kevin Trench will be playing with a Spawn action figure on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that McFarlane didn't oh, outright sue. Like, oh, serious. McFarlane sues At this a point, Bokeem Woodbine is probably, if he's in it, he's probably playing Captain Spacey. Well, he's supposedly <laughs> playing the Shocker. So, Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, the one playing the Shocker? That there's supposed, out there's supposedly fun. set photos of the Shocker in costume, and they're saying yeah, that, that, he's, that. that he's a, and they're saying it's Bookham it's Book Woodbine. So, uh, am I the only one that has a complete run of Nightwatch? In yes. Room? Oh my gosh! You have a. The only one. How long is a complete run? That's ten issues, dude. Oh, you poor oh. bastard. <laughs> dude, they were only a buck and a half. Oh, you got a... probably still a buck and a half in it today. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. That, that thing was like three dollar cover price. Um, Jr., did you buy any Night Watch in '92? Yeah, sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, By the uh, way, if you what want to you, what the hell are you smoking anyway? <laughs> it was dude. It was the nineties. Dirty marijuana, I swear. It was, it was the nineties. Any character walking through the background of a panel got a four issue limited series. You know, uh, you know, Prowler Annex a, got a, 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 a oh Annex. Oh yeah, Annex. God, yeah damn. Annex. Well, you know, Solo is getting an ongoing oh series, next which God. I do not understand at all. There is no well tapped enough that Marvel won't Solo back and slapstick. Which is having Spider-Man in it. Oh, and Fool Killer. All, Don't get, forget Fool Killer. Fool Killer, yeah, all the characters. Does he in have my- an upgraded van? 
All right. Full Killer's legit. Full Killer burned down Defender's mansion before he showed up in Spidey and like Ron Friends' first issue. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's talk about uh, we're keeping with the comic book theme. Marvel, uh, as as you would on a on a comic book theme podcast. Well, we do. So we do video games. We do Ditko News coming up. We do other uh, esoteric. We do yeah, <laughs> spider-related anyway, stuff. Anyway, uh, Marvel has uh, – anybody can talk about this. I'll, I'll set it up a little bit. Marvel has um, put out these rare – one. you have to order – you get one copy for every thousand that the retailer orders. <laughs> and um, so they. I think they wait until – they put the orders in. Is this correct? And so you don't really know what issue you're getting. You just – it's a very rare copy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marvel has just released what is actually going to be printed on these comics. There's two of them that and, are Spider-Man related. They, you know, there's two Spider-Man related. The one uh, is uh, – I guess they're both Renew Your Vows. No, one's Venom. Venom, one's number one. Venom. And, Venom's number one, and, and the other one is for Renew Your Vows, number one. And the very rare one – for every thousand ordered, mm-hmm. is a recolored picture of Venom's first appearance in ASM 299 by Todd McFarlane. And the other one is the Amazing Spider-Man 21, uh, Annual 21, which is by John Romita Sr., which is the classic wedding cover. Mm-hmm. So um, let me look at the, the Bleeding Cool uh, stats on this. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, uh, you but the venom venom is ven- both venom and uh, as is getting like a it, they ha- it's a one to one thousand variant cover. That's that that and so is Amazing Spider-Man you renew your vows also. So I uh, retailers probably get sixty to fifty to sixty percent off their orders. Something yeah, something like that. I mean, that's if I. What I've How many retailers well, yeah. really are going to buy a thousand goddamn issues of a book to get well, one variant title, well, one well, variant cover? Well, they're also being pressured to buy fifty-two different, fifty-three variants of a USA U.S. Avengers number one. They're being pressured, or in some cases, flat out begged. As well, oh yeah, as we'll find out later. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice segue mm-hmm. or setup. Uh, if you want cover price, that's nearly four thousand dollars at full. Price mm-hmm. two thousand dollars if you do half off. Exactly. So that's a two two thousand dollar commitment by retail for one to, cover. For one cover. For one variant. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Why? Why? Why do they do this? Go home. You're obviously, obviously, it does work. Otherwise, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So why? Why do they do it this? It only works for Midtown Comics, Mile High Comics, right. those particular retailers. Anybody, even like a your your. Uh, uh, what 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 you discount comic. yeah dis, yeah those guys yeah. that that order have big giant uh, pull lists or or are in major metropolitan cities that's the only place it's, that you're you're going to be able to do this you can't maybe even Australia as we learned last month in our live caller session so so in order for the retailers to um, make a profit by this investment they need to sell this copy for at least two thousand dollars correct. Is that is my math right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's a, like it's a yearbook with Steve Ditko in it. I <laughs> so my other question is, who is willing to pay two thousand dollars? Devil's advocate here. Exactly. Who would do that? Here's the devil's advocate part. Okay. What? If you order this many books, 
the, I don't know what Marvel's return program is. They don't have don't, one. They don't have one. Okay, they, so they, they, they don't have it over like fifteen years ago. Yeah, DC DC Comics has. That's one of the things people are liking about DC Comics now is because they They're have a return them. policy. Yeah, and, for the longest time DC took theirs away too after Marvel did. But then, yeah, but no, Marvel's like here uh, buy these, and if you don't sell them, you're stuck with them like herpes. But we're going right. to buy a shitload to your detriment, <laughs> right? Uh, because, but yeah, go ahead. But who, who? I, I don't understand the collect. I mean, this would sit on a shelf mm-hmm. for years, possibly in a smaller store. Mm-hmm. A smaller store, store would never, would never buy it. They're not going to participate in this. No. Why, why? How, how long would this comic? Priced at two grand, sit in Midtown or or one of the big price at two grand. It's going to be pr- because that's how much it costs. But, it, but think about it: you sell for a hundred. You sell straight to eBay. Yeah, those are going straight to eBay, and or uh, oh. you're going to sell it for 150 bucks. Seriously, because even it it doesn't work. The math doesn't work out because you're cut. You're stuck with two thousand dollars worth of comics sitting in your store that might probably aren't going to get sold but if you've got 1800 customers that are going to buy buy asm or renew your vows and you're because if you're distributing this out you know not just in your store but everywhere else like mile high does it does make sense and you will you may order some extra copies but you you may you'll make your money back if you sell that because if you okay you sell a book that's worth three it's worth 299 for 150 bucks that covers the cost of those extra books you just bought. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I just went to uh, eBay and I typed in Spider-Man variant and I sorted by highest first. And uh, the the one of the highest is uh, all 140 variants of that one where you can get a picture of your comic book store on the cover, Amazing Six Six Six. Yes. Mm-hmm. First, so if you like Spider Island hashtag, yeah. Anyway, I don't understand. I I I don't unless I, I still wouldn't. I I don't buy variants unless the if the unless the variant is the same price as the regular. Mm-hmm. Well, if you I have just, a one to one ratio, which is what they did with like ASM six hundred and seven hundred, yeah, it makes I, sense. I bought a variant like yeah, the one to one ratio is fine, and and I bought some action figure cover variants that I thought those looked cool cooler than the original cover. But I don't. I don't understand. I understand that Marvel makes money off of it. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that comic books have multiple covers that we comic, com- we comic book sales have very little to do with the actual stories in them now. Yeah, I just just to I give know. an example. If you want, if you looked at the latest sales stuff, if you want, if you if you want to know why, for example, Amazing Spider-Man uh, sixteen sold into like six digits. Where compared, and then you had a big fall off with Amazing Spider-Man 17. Uh, that's because apparently, according to what, one thing I found is that um, retailers were basically offered a discount price depending on how many copies of of, 15, yeah. of Amazing Spider-Man 15 they ordered. Like if they doubled, if they exceeded uh, 200% or more of their total orders for Amazing Spider-Man 15, uh, along with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 16. Uh, they would receive a discount rate, so of course they're going to they're going to order a buttload of copies of of, of ASM sixteen, you know, thinking that hey, we're going to get a pretty good deal for this. You know, so, I'm trying to think of yeah. another product that's uh, the yeah. same, mainly the, the main the, 
the majority is the same thing. I mean, books, paperback books and, and hardcover books don't have multiple different covers. So that doesn't Well, translate. I mean, they do. If, and they, and they the do, only thing they, I can think of that is similar to that idea is cars. You can get a red car, mm-hmm. you can get a blue car, but the insides are kind of the same. Well, books, they, I, books, they can get different covers, based, but, but that's only when they reprint a uh, copy. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, but these are coming out the same month. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, and, and different colors of cars is the only thing that comes to my mind that's that's a variant of the original or whatever the well, original. Well, they're, the they're, they're also catering <laughs> these guys. They're also catering to a certain demographic who like who feels like they just collect who collect just collect comics and of course and also different. You know, exactly. different covers and everything. But this you know, is everything that destroyed the comics industry in the nineties. It was. It is. It yeah. is. And here's another thing that we didn't really talk about with this topic: is if if you're dropping that much money for that book, you would think you'd get an original cover out of it, not something that looks like a 1994 flare card <laughs> that Mark. Put out. Wow. Yeah. No. I, like that. Right? This honestly, this is this is the one of the most egregious. Um gimmicks on variants I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. It's it's they, not, even, I mean, they even got with Atomic Frawl and said, hey, uh so they recolored your stuff from uh, ASM one eighty nine and they're like he goes, dude, I could have drawn you a much cooler freaking venom now than I than than back then. That wasn't even well, the best work. Well here's the thing though, as long as he he does get royalties for that because he kind of co I mean even though I know Marvel owns the rights to Venom, but he they I mean or does they'll he, probably pay him for his art? They, yeah, I mean, he would have to get. I would, I would imagine he have to get some kind of commission if they have to use it. Here's another thing: wouldn't doesn't Marvel want people to uh, participate in this program to be willing Marvel, to draw? Marvel just wants the retailers to buy books. Right. I know, but no what, matter how you, bad it is for them, or why, or wouldn't how, you think the incentive to buy this book would be a brand new cover by John Romita Senior or or Todd McFarlane instead of a reprint? No. I, I, I don't understand why there's zero incentive to some buy this. Some crap variant with Venom on it is a much bigger is a much bigger incentive than, than having something you know, yeah, by Romita. It, I mean, I love Romita, don't get me wrong. It's part of what's effed up with this universe, if that's the case. But but it's just the sad truth. Anyway, it just doesn't make sense that they'd reprint something to make something so rare something that we've seen. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, keeping with the comic book theme, um, Dan Slott recently went to Twitter <laughs> and said, hey, retailers, you need to order more copies again. <laughs> it worked I, know, last time. I, know, I know you're trying to get some uh, uh, variants in your, in, your, in your shop, but you, you need to more, order more, more of my stuff. Zach, why don't you talk about this one? A Zach. Bit? Oh, who, who's doing this? Oh, wow. the George, George was like begging to do this. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. We, we, just, we just added this topic just a couple minutes wow. ago. Talking about I can, it. I, I can do it if George wasn't going to be. No, playing. George is going to do it. WTF. George is going <laughs> one other story, and it's not even Spider-Man related. Oh, I'm so sorry, George. Ooh. Take it. Ooh. Yeah, I'm texting. I, I only have one story, too, Berryman. Suck it. Oh, my God. Boys, quit fighting. All right. Go ahead. So, yeah, Dan Slot got on Twitter. And by Twitter, I mean twit longer. Mm-hmm. Because Twitter is not enough to uh, to to handle the huh. likes of dance. 120, 140 characters is not enough for dance lot. Yeah. Um. And, and picture, if you will, a retailer with an R two unit somewhere out on the dunes, <laughs> who who's you know trying to trying to clean up a droid he just bought to help out on his uncle's farm, on his uncle's of a moisture farm, 
And then suddenly he zigs where he sort of zags with the, with the uh, space screwdriver. And suddenly a message is – a holographic message hits the floor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's a middle-aged, heavy-set guy with a, with a massive, giant beard that, that is just huge. <laughs> I was going to say he, was, he has the Princess Leia buns, but with, – With a couple of Danishes <laughs> on the side of his head. <laughs> yeah. and it's like you know, help me, retailers. You're you're my only hope. Yeah. Years ago, you served me during uh, during Superior Spider-Man, and now we need your help once again. Basically, Dance Lock got on Twitter to beg retailers to buy Clone Conspiracy. Um, and the reason that he used was, hey, you guys aren't buying enough of this stuff uh, because we it's our fault. Because we have failed, we haven't done a good enough job with telling you that this is the core Spider-Man book. Not Amazing Spider-Man. Clone Conspiracy. So retailers, you hear my desperate plea. You need to double down on sales that revisits something that people generally consider to be one of the worst Spider-Man stories ever effing told. It's a trap! Basically, a nutshell trap. is what he says. Okay? Mm -hmm. And and then he says, and the, the final cutoff is this no is this Monday, September nineteenth, and he throws in little nuggets like your regular Spider-Man readers will want to pick this up because it's the core title, and I'm like, no, yeah, you're I don't mm -mm, not 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 all of them, you know, yeah. I don't want to pick it up. I'll probably have to because we'll review it on the podcast, but you know, uh, it's just it, it, it was so desperate, mm -hmm. and, and of course, yeah. No, and ahead. of course, it's probably not about sales at all. Oh no, no, no! Oh because no! Of course, because he's got plenty. Because he gets plenty of that. I mean, this is all Nick Lowe's fault. Well, it probably is. He's probably because Nick Lowe's probably what is he out to lunch all the time practically? Because he who knows who's actually editing these books anymore? Yeah. Uh, because, but yeah, it's just that because Marvel's Mary Marketing Department just didn't make it clear enough that hey, this is going to be the main Spider-Man title. We gotta. Well, we better do something because otherwise it's gonna look like you know we don't want yeah. we don't want Amazing Spider-Man outselling the main Spider-Man book. So yeah, but yeah. it's just so um, unf retailers bought it. They bought this line from Slot, um, and they ordered. They uh, I guess after that 18th or 19th cutoff, they made Clone Conspiracy number one at 4.99. Mm -hmm. um, the number one reordered title. Yep. Um, so this was, I don't know, this was just kind of sad. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's like you're begging retailers to try to get readers interested in this crap story. Mm. You know, your readers are going to want to read more of Peter Parker being wildly out of character and, and sadly ineffective in his own book. You're going to want that. You're going to want to see... You know which character pulls off the amazing finish, and that's not who isn't Spider-Man. Yeah, you know. So it was, yeah, it was. This whole thing just smacked with desperation. Yeah. Jr. Any thoughts on this? The begging? No, not a one. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you do you not envy the the comic book retailer's job? No, I don't. Yeah. It it. Maybe Stuart should take handle this on an episode of The Big Bang Theory or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a fine line, at least for the smaller shops. What? How much can I order? How much can I sell? What? Ha, ordering too much puts me out of business. 
Well, you got. I mean, think of think of all those those uh, links we've been reading recently about how DC is just wiping the floor with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Marvel is just taking this this colossal bath on Civil War Two. No one cares. Oh, absolutely not. No. no one cares. And you read all these reports from retailers of what they're seeing in their shop, and they're like, dude, there's just no energy here. People just don't give a shit. Yeah, they're not getting. Yeah. I mean, there's one shop that there was. Um, I think it was actually out of the UK. They're they're not getting any uh, pre-orders from all this uh, Marvel Now 2.0 stuff at all, from or any of the X or uh, any of the X Men and Hume versus Inhuman stuff that's supposed to be coming out. They're not getting it's nothing. That's, you know, there's yeah, there's not there's not that big of an interest out of this thing. And also, I think, and they're also saying that because Civil War Civil War Two, the tie-ins are actually they're losing money on those on those books. Than they are taking in, so um, yeah. it's just a yeah. It's just a, I think it's it's one it's somebody compared to what's happening to Civil War number some Civil War two to this year to what uh, DC's um, uh, countdown or convergence or something. But it's yeah. It's some. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on the on the. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Well, it's funny, and I don't remember where I read this. I don't know if it was Bleeding Cool or somewhere else, but um. I, I remembered one person saying in the comments, they were like, it's funny that you have Bendis coming out and blaming fans when a book got canceled mm-hmm. um, and then backing off of that. And yet here you have Slot doubling down on it almost because Slot's like, you know, look, you're, you, it's almost like he's saying – it's almost like he's trying to get the retailers to get the customers into it. You know, yeah. I, at least that's that. That was part of my takeaway from it because it's like there's there's no interest in this. You know, people just don't care. It's such a tepid response. And the universe is just broke. Uh, I mean, I mean, Spider Man is a billionaire playboy. Iron Man's getting replaced. Uh, the Hulk is dead. Replaced. Thor is, doesn't have his hammer. Uh, Captain America is uh, a Hydra agent. It's the '90s all over again, where characters are main characters are getting well, replaced left and right. It is, and, and we want our main characters to have to at least look like they did. That we know. I think part of the problem is is that a lot of people at Marvel, a lot of the current crop of of talent, yeah, uh, just don't understand these characters. In the ways that readers do, and can't be bothered with really knowing it. And the end result, I mean, I, I, for, I, I've read that Doctor Strange uh, has been selling pretty well. I, I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan, and that's not Doctor Strange. I remember reading that, and I was like, I, "This is uh, this is garbage." Uh, I, 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 I know you do, and it's you like a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> that's why we're friends. Uh, <laughs> I just called you bad stuff. Um, anyway, no, <laughs> I, I, want, I want that on a belt buckle now. <laughs> bad stuff. You, well, you got the wallet that says "Bad Mother." Anyway, uh, Pulp Fiction reference. All right, uh, let's move on to Jr. What? Let's get you a topic. Oh, please, uh, please uh, do. Uh, our, the lovely Drake Bell is behind bars. What happened to the Ultimate Spider-Man? Well, he's the ultimate prisoner. What What I suggest is that you go look up uh, podcast number four hundred eight. Yes, because we talked about this very goddamn thing. <laughs> now, <laughs> he, we, he's actually behind bars now for four days. He's, he's, he's already, already out, of jail. out, probably. But this is this is strike number two, by the way, for him. What are you, Johnny Cash? Four days is four days. <laughs> four days really isn't hard time. 
<laughs> he only served two, I think. Particularly, probably not in one of those, you know, li- liberal Hollywood jails or whatever. You know? <laughs> I mean, they serve you caviar instead of bread here, and water. Uh, but, but anyway, here's how the story started. All right. Former child star, you know, if you watch Drake and Josh, I guess. And although I think stars should be in in uh, parentheses or uh, quotations Quotes. or something. Yeah. Quotes. Drake Bell was arrested early Monday on suspicion of driving under the influence after police in suburban Los Angeles. And I really need about a, you know, what's the difference between Los Angeles and Santa Monica? I need Eddie D'Angelini to come up and bring that over. <laughs> uh, I uh, broke that down pretty well for you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, all it is is like it's California. You know, it's all going to sink in the sea anyway. So I really don't. <laughs> you know, it's either or, or else is going to burn up in a fire. You know, like well, that, it's probably or, close you know. to burn up in a fire because of all the they they don't barely have any water as it is. They're, yeah, they're going to run out of water. It's like, but yeah, people keep going out there. So anyway, <laughs> Bell, a 29 year old actor musician. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> which what. Which one is funnier than the other? Uh, <laughs> Raise your hand if you've actually seen the video for the video for Bitchcraft. That was yeah, I, that, that, I, that was his song, Bitchcraft. Bitchcraft. Anyway, he was that crazy. Bitchcraft was this was this was this uh, any better than Corey Haim's recent uh, musical endeavor? Uh, Corey Haim doesn't hasn't done much recently. Jr. <laughs> what? You, you, was you that didn't Corey see all the oh, Corey, I'm getting my Corey's mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Corey Hayes. Yeah, I talked to him pretty quiet for a little while now. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> yeah, I know he's been eating dirt for a long time. Uh, yeah. been so other might as well be, I suppose. But uh, oh man, this rough room. Uh, okay, here, Bell. Uh, yeah, what you talk, was put over in Glendale by officers who reported him smelling of alcohol. Glendale police spokeswoman Tawny Lightfoot said Tuesday. Okay, I guarantee you, she has headshots. <laughs> it's Gordon Lightfoot's daughter. Everyone in L.A. has headshots, by the way. If Even the cops. It, everyone has. It, probably so, yes. I'll go, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, J.R. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm really... Yeah, George, you interrupted to this stirring story. I mean, uh, you're a goddamn monster, I swear. I am a goddamn monster. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Here he was, re- he was arrested and released the same day. He did not immediately comment about the incident, probably because he was drunk off his ass. Because he had a bottle in his mouth. Yeah. And, of course, Bell has most recently been the voice of Spider-Man on the Disney XD animated series Ultimate Spider-Man and is scheduled to go on a concert tour in Mexico early. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Drake, Drake, Drake Bell in the Don't Drink the Water tour. This is begging for a movie with, like, uh, Zac Efron. <laughs> this... This is uh, we could we could nicely segue. You know how Slot was begging for people to to buy the book. Bell could be begging people to go see the concert. I mean. <laughs> he also made controversial headlines oh. earlier this year. Bell was criticized in June after Man. tweeting that he would still call Olympian and reality TV star Caitlyn Jenner by her previous identity of Bruce. He later deleted the tweet, apologized for his thoughtless and sensitive remarks. <sighs> anyway, you can't you know, put that I, on the Twitter. Twitter's eaten up with social justice warriors. You can't. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, the thing is, though, what I'm really if, if find interesting is that there's less news in this than there is in your typical episode of Ditko News, um, <laughs> and, and I've looked back and, and seen just how obsessed 
Brad is with this guy. <laughs> I mean, here, Drake Bell or Ditko? Both, but anyway, Drake Bell is my it's my segment right now. So. The news here is that this kid's manager hasn't downloaded the freaking Uber app on his phone yet. It <laughs> says, "Hey, maybe if you've been drinking, you don't drive." Well, after all, since he went, since we had this story, Ultimate Spider-Man bankrupt. You know, maybe that's why he can't afford either a manager or an Uber. But he app. can afford booze. <laughs> well, this in L.A. for F's sake. Yeah. Anyway, oh, man. Here are the stories we've had to endure uh, on a on a so-called Spider-Man news site. Here, Spider-Man voice actor Drake. Actor, damn it! Spider-Man <laughs> voice actor Drake Bell headed to jail. Spider- That's why I say this, Spider- this is more Spider-related than that damn second on Michigan Spidey voice actor, insensitive, ultimate Spider-Man, bankrupt, Spider-Man breaks wrist and gets hacked. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget Spider, Spider-Man voice actor who lives in Disneyland. Uh, oh, I remember that one. Brad, you do make a, uh, when JR reads it like that, it does make you sound like, like you're part of the paparazzi or something, like you're hanging outside his door. And then he calls Drake Bell Spider-Man. You know, I mean, you read the story and he says Spidey's been ordered to uh, attend uh, uh, alcohol rehab. Problem. He is Spidey. No, just like, not Spidey. like Tobey Maguire, Spidey, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> Spidey. You put on the suit once. You're Spidey, JR. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> more like the Earth X Spidey. But anyway. <laughs> oh, there's a famous uh, picture I used to have on my website with my, when my daughter was Powerpuff Girl. Oh, I took that. Anyway, <laughs> like, I, 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 mean, I'd rather talk about Gavlin Edlinger, my buddy from Saginaw, Michigan, in Saginaw County by the Saginaw River, than another Drake Bell story. Holy! J- <laughs> Jr. was just happy with EarthX because finally it gave him a Spider-Man he could relate to. <laughs> yeah, a, a Spider-Man, a Spider-Man who was depressed and drunk off his ass. I tell you. <laughs> And he was who was arguing with his daughter. That was a Spider-Man. I, oh. But then again, he. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to touch that one. But right. Spider-Man's wife being dead. I don't, I don't want to do that one. Uh, anyway. Um, so anyway. Uh, so anyway, probably next time we'll talk about Drake Bell trying to take a picture. Or write, maybe Drake Bell will write a letter to Steve Ditko. Oh God! God damn, the universe would crack in half. No, the next story will be Drake Bell is is because of his uh, concert in Mexico is now is uh, trapped in Tijuana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, this is his second strike. California is a three strike. That's yes, right. We just so the next bit of news we're getting is that he's found a life partner in prison. Life, uh, yeah. <laughs> going to San Quentin. Yeah, Drake Spider Man oh. goes to San Quentin. Yeah, maybe they'll send him Peru and he can hang out with Joran, Joran Vandersloot. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, that's right. dark. <laughs> Jesus. God. All right. Well, JR, you had fun with that one, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's so much fun. I was able to put away the razor blades for a little while longer. So, God damn. Uh, my oh, yeah, Ditko news coming up too. You do. I'm saving it for the closer. Uh, all right. Sounds like you're excited for it, Jr. Yeah, I certainly uh, am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Desperately trying to stay awake for that one. God Almighty! All right, uh, Mike uh, Stanley live action seventies movie. Uh, yes, uh, all about that. Uh, apparently, um, they're they. I guess their twentieth uh, century Fox has acquired the uh, Stanley's life story rights with the goal of, and I quote, creating a period action adventure movie. Um, so the, the producers uh, behind it are Marty Bowen and Wyke, uh, Wyke Godfrey, 
who produced uh, stuff, you know, the Twilight, the Maze Runner, the upcoming Power Rangers movie. Um, and they're describing this Stan Lee action adventure movie as being in the same tone as Kane's Men, the Secret Service, or Roger Moore's double o- version of 007. So, um, so apparently, what, what, this, Bond, Bond puts his teeth in or something. That was yeah, Roger Moore much. 007 there at the end. Well, it's not. It's <laughs> not quite the 70s though. It's going to be. It's um, or maybe it is actually. Um, so apparent. So, maybe what. He's. I don't get it. How? How is? It's some. I, it's some kind. It's basically. It's some kind of sort of fictionalized version of Stanley going on some kind of, you know, spy adventure. It sounds like, or some kind of, you know. Maybe it's when he went from New York to Los Angeles to sell the movies, make movies or whatever, because he went out there. He he got. He sold uh, the Hulk and a whole bunch of other characters like Human Torch to CBS, mm-hmm. and the Bill Bixby Hulk show got made right around and, that time. Yeah, he go yes, but I mean they're just they're basically saying that it's not going to be it's not going to be a biopic, but it's just basically it's he's it's just a version of Stan Lee as the main char- as the main character as an action adventure like weird super spy type I guess. I hope that goes through some rewrites. I'd rather have a, a bio movie. Well, and there's an interesting there was for a while I don't know if you guys have read there was a comic book of uh that of Stan Lee's like life story that uh, it was in comic book form. I saw it. Yeah. Peter David wrote it. Yeah, I think. yeah, and it was it's all right. I mean, it's, it kind of goes through the. I didn't read it, but I yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was actually in Walmart. I saw. See, to me, it would be more inter- Would be more interesting story is like if you talk if you went through like the early days of of comic books, like if you go like in the thirties when they were creating some of that. Yeah. You know, like like you go through like because uh, the Stanley was around during that you know that time as well. I mean, just like go through that story of like how I was a Superman like the creation of Superman, Batman, Captain America, those like the or the golden age of comics, like the behind the scenes stuff there because I mean there's been a lot there's a lot of intrigue and shady stuff that goes around there that that's worth um a movie of yeah. known. I yeah. mean that you that you could uh, what was that book the Marvel Untold, the Untold Marvel, story, yeah. That, that would dude, that, that, perfect. that could be a great beginning for the that, book. Or, like a mini, or you could do a mini series around that kind of like almost you know, yeah. of some kind. I, I, there was a meme going around with Brian Cranston as Stan Lee. I think that's perfect casting. Oh, yeah. Anybody I could else? see it. Yeah. I, anybody else thinking of casting for Stan Lee? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, but now that you mentioned it, I can, you know, Cranston, Brian Cranston would have that kind of look. I mean, you give him the night, you know, He's give, a great the, actor. give him the sort of the, especially when they got the picture of Stan Lee here in his old, in his uh, 70s uh, get up. With, uh, right. yeah. But yeah, that would work. Grant Cranston. All right. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, oh, Mike. Uh, Bill Nunn. Robbie passed away. Yeah. Um, this was... Um, Sam Raimi movies. Yeah. So the actor um, Bill Nunn, he died at the age of 62. I mean, 63. Criminally uh, underused in those movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was... He was most, he looked he looked like Robbie. I, yeah. I thought he did a good job. He didn't have much screen time, but he yeah. worked. Yeah, I mean he was just I mean he was there for the Spider-Man trilogy. He was more famous uh for uh playing the character of Radio Raheem in Spike Lee's uh Do the Right Thing. I mean that's and that's kind of was his considered my kind of his breakout role. But yeah, he was he was the actor in the um who played uh Joe Robbie Robertson in all three of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films. Um and it's reported that he died um from a battle of leukemia. Um and he was 63 years old, um, and there was a statement where he 
um, put out by um, Spike Lee, uh, where he says, where he said to, he says, quote, my dear friend, my dear Morehouse brother, the great actor Bill Nunn, as most of you know him as Radio Rahim, passed away this morning in his hometown of Pittsburgh. Long live Bill Nunn. Radio Rahim is now resting in power. Radio Rahim will always be fighting for the powers that be. May God watch over Bill Nunn. And other roles that he was also know he was in was also was include um, um, was of course was all what was Mulberry Blues. He was also in Sister Act, which I didn't realize he was in, oh. in that too. It, and, it looks like according to Wikipedia, George will love this. His first movie was a Burt Reynolds movie, Sharky's Machine. I saw <laughs> Sharky's Machine in the theater. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Incredibly sad that he's he was there. also in Candyman, the sequel. Oh, apparently playing. I guess he was the rev, playing Reverend Ellis. I didn't ever. I don't think I saw that one. It's because the first Candyman wasn't all that effing great. Well, I, <laughs> I don't think I saw Candyman. Well, Candyman actually, the first Candyman, I kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the second one was, I yeah. Now that I do remember the sequel a little bit, and it's, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, did, yeah, good character actor. Good character actor. Have Sammy Davis Jr. in them. What? Didn't those Candyman movies have Sammy Davis Jr. in them? <laughs> no. No, you're not. thinking of um You can make the sunshine. Th- <laughs> oh yes. And you're unless you're thinking Tony Todd it was doing like tap dancing routines, but I don't think that I don't think so. JR is doing a Sammy Davis. I know he was doing a Sammy Davis. And you totally you you didn't go along with it. Well, that's why I said that Tony Todd was doing tap dancing routines in that in that bit. Okay. All right. yeah. So Bill Nunn, uh, R.I.P. Best, uh, best Bill Nunn. Yeah. Bill Nunn. Uh, I I was going to save this for last. I'm going to have George wrap up the the segment with his topic. So we're going to do Ditko News. It's not my topic. Your topic. That is so. Why? No, you don't. Hold on, hold on. We'll get there in a minute. I'm covering right. it, but it's not oh. my topic. Did not pick this no. topic. I picked it for you because I I thought you would handle it quite well. So so okay for those of you who don't. No, no, no! I'm, I'm, you're going to close. I'm oh going to do did. I want we're you closing to with last. that. <laughs> yeah, we're. Closing. Oh my god! Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, on Steve Ditko news this month. <laughs> it's uh, not Steve Ditko news, Brad. It's it Ditko is news. Ditko news. <laughs> Thank you, boys. The often Thank imitated, you. never, <laughs> never, never. Actually. I don't even want to live on this planet anymore right now. <laughs> um. Okay, so <laughs> no one's saying you have to stay. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, JR. Man by the name of Steve Boyd. Uh, he works for Comic Collector Live. Hey, Brad, he has the same first name as Steve Ditko. Is that how this <laughs> oh is my related? God. Mind blown! Mind blown! So Steve is a, a Spider-Man fan like I am, and he got uh, Spider uh, Spider-Man's address. He got Steve Ditko's address, and so Steve and wrote him a letter. No, no, Steve did. Eventually, he did. But uh, he was going through, Steve Boyd was going through some items that he had, and he discovered one of these, uh, I think, late, early 70s, maybe. Uh, I think Pocketbooks possibly put them out. Uh, they reprinted a bunch of early Spider-Man titles and made them into a paperback form. He was like, you know what? I forgot I had this. You know what? I should package this up and ship it to Steve Ditko. I wonder if he's ever seen this. So he uh, wrote him a letter, said, I found this. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, I thought you might not have this in your collection. Sends it to Steve Ditko. A couple weeks go by. Steve Ditko writes him a letter back. He decides, 
I'm not going to open it until I make a YouTube video. So he, he makes a YouTube video where he opens the letter on the YouTube video. And so he opens it, and Steve Ditko basically says, uh, you know, um, I wasn't aware that uh, of this book. I have no interest in you sending me this book. I've been working. I worked on Spider-Man back in 1962. Dude, it's, ni- it's 2016. He did not say dude. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've, I've been working on a lot of different things uh, since Spider-Man. Sincerely, whatever, Steve Ditko. So did he send the book back? He did. He kept the book. He did not return the book. All he did was return a letter. Thank you for this book that I never wanted. Never write he me probably, again. Exactly. So Steve, <laughs> Steve Boyd wrote Steve Ditko, and you won't believe what happened. Click, <laughs> click here. This is, this, this, is, Brad Douglas, this is the equivalency of, cl- of clickbait on the Spider-Man cross podcast. clickbait the podcast. It is Just not clickbait it, the podcast. It, yes, you it, did. Is, it is the words of the co-creator of oh, Spider-Man by God. That is, that is Ditko, dude. You're acting, well, like, you're, you're acting like it's the second coming of Christ. This is. He is Spider-Man's that, God. That, oh, my Ditko God. Again. He is Spider-Man's That's twice co-God. in one podcast you screwed up Ditko news. News. Brad, I can't. Brad, I can't. Who's the newsman? Who's the newsman? I am. I'm giving you Ditko news. Well, Brad, you, you, me as an investigative journalist, you need <sighs> to go down to New York, track down Steve Ditko's where he lives, and interview him. I would. There love isn't to. enough facepalm for this episode. <laughs> I mean, you are I damn mean, right, there, Barry. All right. As if that was not enough news. We're going to end on some hard news. Oh, God damn. It's not hard. <laughs> oh, oh, God damn. <laughs> this is my last Spider-Man. For anyone who has small podcast. children, we may probably want to oh, turn off the podcast this, at this moment. because This is about to go blue, just like this. Uh, where, uh, George, take me to Australia and tie it into spiders. It's funny because... I hadn't heard this, and, and the other, for those of you who don't know, we have yeah. a, an internal sort of private Facebook thing where we get together and we talk about different things. And, and Brad said, okay, I've got the rundown for this coming podcast up. George, you're, you're going to love yours. <laughs> and it's literally like the one bit of news I had before I pointed out the, uh, the dance lot begging for a, a new sales thing. All right, so – um, why he, he lobbied very hard to take that. The, the, oh, the, God, stop. <laughs> so I clicked on, on the link to look at the rundown, and, and here is, here's what it says. Because it gives a brief summation and then the name out beside it. You know, and it says, Spider Bites Man on Penis Twice in Five Months. George! <laughs> with, with four exclamation points. George! Because if it's anything related to penis or porn, <laughs> I'm the one that gets that. Remember the spider dong in North Korea? Or uh, South Korea, pardon me? I'm the one that gets that for whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I wish I was JR, and I, w- I wish I could get the shit stories about Saginaw, Michigan, and Febreze. <laughs> no, I get, I get, I get dicks and porn. It, it honestly, it was a tie between you and Jr. to get this topic, and I, I, I and you won, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's find there, buddy. 
You won by a hair. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, there's as soon as I read it, and before I even saw the link, because it's a BBC link, the yeah, BBC ran. It's a slow day for news at the BBC. This is a high class. This is a high class bit of news, George. Slow, slow, yeah, it's slow news day at BBC. Yeah. And and before I even see the link, I just see spider bites man on penis twice in five months, and I'm like, this is in Australia. <laughs> it's a shit. Why, why I look at the that? link, and it says Australia, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. So, okay. Good day. Take me to so this spider. A, so in a nutshell. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Basically, a 21-year-old uh, Australian uh, contractor, or tradesman as they're called down, down yeah. under, uh, was bitten on the hoo-ha twice no, within six months no. by a venomous spider on, uh, in the same place on his Johnson. <laughs> he was using a porta potty, and this is why you. This is another reason why you should never oh, use porta potties. So he had to pee. Oh man! Yeah, he's got to do something. And, and sit down. So one day he goes to the to the to the porta potty, and he, he you know he, he he rolls it out like bubble tape. It's going to take a leak. Little <laughs> sharp biting pain. He's like, "Holy shit! A spider man! A spider just bought just uh, just bit my junk." <laughs> or he realized he had a third spider, testicle. Man. Or he realized he had a third testicle, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and so this thing that bit him was uh, the first time what bit him was a, was called a redback spider, and they look like black widows, but they're not. They're they're very similar. Uh, fortunately, this thing's a low grade poison and is easily treatable. With uh, they have an antidote for it. You just go to the hospital and say, "Yo, some shit bit my dick." <laughs> they're like, "Cool, cool story, bro. Whip it out because I got to put a shot in it." You mad, bro? <laughs> mad, bro? And so here's some quotes from this guy. His name is... Uh, oh, uh, God, they got quotes? They, they call him Jordan. They, they they said in the story he he prefers not to reveal his last name. Gee, I wonder uh, why. For obvious reasons. Because he got bit, and then they took... You know, he's bit by a spider, and Peter Parker has alliteration. Maybe his name is they, Jordan Johnson. They... they um, <laughs> Stop. They Stop. <laughs> <laughs> when will the hurting stop? I don't know. He's about to get a shot. <laughs> so they took him ahead, George. So they took him to the hospital the first time, gave yeah. him his little shot and his ding dong, and then sent him back to work. All right. And then five months later, he's peeing in the same porta potty. And wait, damn, he went back to the same one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He, so and he, he didn't said, learn he his said lesson. He just time. cleaned them out. Okay. He just cleaned them out. He was. He's probably thinking. Gee, I need to throw a whiz, and what are the odds there's a spider in there to bite me on, uh, you know, on my wiener? And sure as shit, another spider bites in the same exact effing place. Can you imagine? What are the odds? So his name is Jordan. We don't know his last name. He says, I'm the most unlucky guy in the country at the moment, he told me. <laughs> I was sitting on the toilet doing my business and just felt the sting that I felt the first time. <laughs> it happened again. I look down and I've seen a few little legs come from around the rim. Oh, <laughs> oh. The first time it happened, I didn't really want to use one again. Toilets got clean that day, and I thought it was my opportunity to go use one. <laughs> like he's sitting there holding it the whole time. <laughs> Had it under both seats, and then I sat down, did my business. Next thing you know, I've been over in pain. So, Man. so, luckily, what bit him was not that bad because a lot of spiders, uh, there's a lot of spiders that can bite you and you lose flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You know, if it had been a brown recluse, he, yeah, he, if yeah. it had been a brown recluse, this dude doesn't have a, doesn't have junk anymore. <laughs> right. He becomes a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, they have to they have to take a skin graft and, and fashion a new one for him. Oh man, they'd have to clone a penis. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, the redback spider, which it, it looks like the black widow, is related to the black widow, but uh, it's different. Uh, it's it's bite only causes severe pain, sweating, and nausea, and apparently a giant sore on your ding dong. Oh man! So this guy, uh, this guy dodged a bullet. And if the, dude, if you're this dude, just stop peeing at work, man. <laughs> Go to the McDonald's across the street. You know, get, get get you a Big Mac and 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 throw a whiz worry free. Do you do you think the jackal could help him out, Zach? Uh, oh. No. At New You? No. Stop. He didn't lose his junk, Brad. He. I mean, I mean, potentially if this they was saved, a brown they saved the gland twice thanks to medicine developed in 1956. There you go. Yes. By a man by the name of Miles Warren. No. Stop. <laughs> well, if you went to Miles Warren, the guy would probably be clone. You know, be they wouldn't just clone his um, his uh, Johnson. They'd Johnson. be cloning his you know everything else. But you know, wow. but you know, but I just can't. I mean, the, the, he goes back to the same to the second one. It's like you didn't you didn't think that this would you know. I mean, yeah, I was like, oh, I cleaned it. He yeah. probably thought his meat and two veg were safe uh, going mm-hmm. in the second Honestly, <laughs> the yep. sad thing is, 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 yep. is that I work in, I work in, um, in, in a, at a refinery. Yes, bring it home for us. And I guarantee you, <laughs> I guarantee you that when it comes to safety meetings, so at some point soon, some, some dumbass is going to bring up this damn story, and I'm just going to go, F me up, D. Wow. wow. We we have not heard from JR. For obvious reasons, because he's the only let, saint. Let, let me hear your thoughts on the spider biting the penis twice story. <laughs> to even have this story was a real dick move, I suppose. <laughs> Mark Wade, oh, is that you? That brought it home. <laughs> I didn't know Mark Wade got in the call. Hi, Mark Wade. <laughs> Anybody been bitten by a spider? I I don't I, I'm sure I have, but it was probably you know just some tiny little spider and it didn't you know that, that oh. freaks me out these YouTube videos where you see these spiders and ear drums. Um, I've I've been by ear. I've been oh. like by I've been by a spider once or twice. I mean, not like on the, have, on the arm, basically. I mean, it's like you know. I've had more bee stings than spider bites. I've been spider I, 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 I have had a conversation at work. We do have a lot of spiders in certain spots, and I work in radioactivity. <laughs> and uh, the conversation, uh, and uh, the conversation has come up a couple of times. You know. Oh my god! I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if we let this thing bite us. What's going to happen? I said we'll just get really, really sick. Okay. I you so you know that the next uh, adult-rated Spider-Man film is going to use this as the Spider-Man's origin story, right? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> they're going to read. They're going to try. has Spider equivalent of. They're going to reboot the spider porn and give him a new origin? Yeah, with this whole... That's where he gets bitten. Jordan Johnson, the new spider. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor guy. With great power comes... Holy shit, this thing bit me on my junk! <laughs> I'm so glad that Ashley's not here tonight. <laughs> and that she yeah, was this, not subjected to this horror. This, this is very much a sausage fest. Yeah. Oh. oh my god! Uh, any final thoughts on this episode before we oh wrap it up? It. Get this it? Wrap first up. episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to warn the kids to leave the room when the kids so started. We gave them big warning. Zach, any final thoughts? I'm so sorry. Jr. 
it's past my bedtime. <laughs>